Welcome everybody to another episode of the Never Lie Podcast. I'm TJ. And um, the first recording kind of has some technical difficulties, so we only got like a shorter truncated version of the episode. So enjoy what we got for y'all here because the conversation is still stimulating, it's still interesting, and it's still fun and wacky. Me and Vanessa get into a couple of interesting conversations, some fun topics for y'all. So again, pardon the technical difficulties. And uh, enjoy the rest of the podcast. I will talk to y'all later. I like that cover photo, though. I think it's so dope. Thank you. It's, uh, excuse me. It's a painting Marianne got me for my birthday. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see it. It's okay. Hmm. All right. Anyway, ask your question again. I think we. I think the recording is going to start right in the middle of you me asking you to ask a question again. Whatever. I'll go back and fix it. I'm struggling with like the whole um like bandwagon sellout jumping like black people that are even republican at this point like i don't know i just don't people of color that are not like voting in their own best interests or are following a cult that's a racist cult like this guy in the capitol i mean that's pretty extreme what do you think? What's that? Um, well, where to even begin? Well, um, a lot of people will. So it starts with white women, and then it goes start starts from white women, and the spectrum goes all the way down to dark skinned people, and uh, and people in this group they will sell out their people for a seat next to white supremacy. So that's why you'll have white liberal women who are married to Republicans, but like keep their liberalism like a secret to themselves and might even might even vote Democratic. But in public, they'll pretend to be Republicans because all the lifestyle that comes with being associated with white supremacy and the status that comes with being associated with white supremacy to them seems to have more value than it does with identifying with your own people who are also subjugated by white supremacy. So you see this with people like um, Ben Carson and Stacey Dash and, um, <laughs> and uh, what's the other one? Owens, Candace Owens and, and black police chiefs and like all those types of people, they would much rather be subject, be subjugated by white suppression, by white supremacy, because they enjoy the benefits that comes with having a seat next to white supremacy, even though that seat is just to be subjugated and to use, be used to, um, for their agenda to be like, we're not so bad. Look, look at this black guy. He's with us, so we can't be that bad. I love your analogy, though, because once you put it into my tiny little white girl brain, that like, <laughs> which I always appreciate you doing, it helps me grow, and I can't thank you enough. But when you put it in my micro world, I'm like, oh yeah, that's the fuck that is. <laughs> what, what made you think of that? I have two. Um, my abusive ex's 
personal assistant is a black woman. Mm -hmm. And just, I'm starting to see even more now having like removed myself from it further, all of the people that are watching this go on fully aware of how malignant this person is and fully aware of all of the bad behavior and just turning a blind eye and supporting it and kind of cheering him on like, yes, 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 yes. And so I'm getting more like increasingly disgusted because he's, he's ill. There's something really sick about him. Is he evil? Yes. Is he ill? Yes. Um, but like, what the fuck is your excuse? Like you're, you know, giving him this, you know, energy that he, you're kind of like a sellout. And so I see it. There's two specific women, not just her, but another, actually a local businesswoman who lives actually around here. Um, um, after we broke up, there was like a big thing where he was going to the pride center and he was going to the center for safety and change and donating all this stuff. He was like, you know, this, you know, philanthropic, like, you know, standing with all of my friends because he only knows them through me. So like all over social media to like twist the knife. Cause I was completely destroyed. Um, and there were a few in there that, I, that, that like knew me a long time. And I was just like, ew, because you know what I love about this, um, this is totally interrelated to the Donald Trump thing because we're talking about the same personality disorder or something very close. Um, you just really only need to just sit back and drink tea because ultimately they get discarded, right? Like remember when Trump just started firing every motherfucker, you know, mm-hmm. that was like, Oh, you know, I love you. I love you. He was just like, yeah, bye. So mm-hmm. what happens with the narcissist is once they're done with you, they literally are done with you. They don't feel anything about it. They move on, like get over it. What do you, what is your problem? Um, so they all get replaced and then I get to sip tea and watch them all kind of go through the same exact thing. So it's a little bit of a long game, right? So we had to wait four years for this motherfucker to really like, even though we all saw it, like there was like, you know, this, the last, let's say month or so you could really just be like, Everybody seemed to see it for some reason. I, we saw it, but I guess a lot of people, it took them a little while. As a matter of fact, I know Republicans that were wearing like um, Hillary for prison t-shirts that were really disgusted by the insurrection. So, um, but, like, but like, but like, that's the thing. All <laughs> it, all it takes is a rumor about emails to get a Hillary in prison t-shirt and <laughs> what it takes to finally speak start questioning Donald Trump is fucking treason. Like, come, but like, but like that's, that's insipid. That's disgusting. It's disgusting. Of course. Of course. All right. So a, a bunch of questions going back yeah. to the story you were just telling these women, were they your friends first or were they his friends first? Um, his, they were his friends. Fair. Um, but there's something, I, I want to say this like very carefully. Okay. Something like obvious to me that they are not in connection with their class. Like I feel like people are not aware of classism. They are not. So for instance, if you say to me like, Vanessa, are you poor? Fuck yeah, I'm poor. I'm aware of the data. I understand that, you know, I am not in the working class. I'm, you know, basically in poverty, um, <laughs> statistically. Um, but 
they don't understand, like they seem to have lost connection to their, um, that part of who they are in terms of the demographics. Like they're um, very like fancy pants or they're kind they seem like sellouts to me. I don't, I, it's the only way I can say it. Well, do they like are the main people in their lives? Are they like, um, are they friends? Do they have relationships with black people that they're not related to? Hell no. And not only that, I don't even think they have relationships with black people they are related to. So so there it is. If you don't if you don't connect to your community, it's easily to disassociate from it. Right. You know, so they don't even I'm like, again, I don't know what it's like to look in the mirror and ignore the fact that you have dark skin. But like, I'm guessing that the same way some people have body dysmorphia, some people have body colorblindness where they don't acknowledge that their skin is dark and there comes a meaning of their dark skin outside of what they feel about it. So that's number one. The number two question I was going to ask is, are they having sex with him? Um, maybe one of them. I'm not really sold on that, but I'm now I'm thinking about Michael Jackson. <laughs> 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 if we would have known that would have been a good lead in song, but like he just straight turned white. Well, and yeah, and, and that's because like, it's, it's still prominent now, but at least there's an awareness of it. But especially in the 90s, we were so glued to the European standard of beauty that anything outside of that was taught as ugly to us, especially in the entertainment, especially. And got to keep in mind, Michael Jackson has been an inter- has been famous since he was, what, 11, 10? So he really, again, the only black people he was probably friends with was his family and other recording artists like he, Michael Jackson, not friends with uh, a two parent black family that brings in sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year. She, he don't, he don't even know who those people are. I also, um, I noticed um, Lil Kim similarly really changed her face a lot. Yeah, to where she's barely recognizable, um, and she was. She was alternatively very honest in one of her posts about this. She was like, people were coming down on her really hard. And she ended up, I think, like having a breakdown on social media and basically saying like, you know, I always wanted to be white. And she was very honest. And I had a lot of respect for the fact that like she was sharing her pain um, around that. And so it was an interesting thing. Did you ever see that social media post? No, but it makes perfect sense, right? That was around the time where um, black people were just starting to become uh, industries and corporations within themselves. And part of that is being able to sell yourself to white people. And again, that if that's where the money is. If you're a big recording artist, especially in that era, it was getting to the point where your crowds were getting bigger and bigger and they were getting more and more white. And you had to figure out a way to keep to keep a fan base in one ways to make yourself look look more white. So I, I completely empathize with that. Yeah, I felt really bad. She basically was like, you don't understand what it's like. Like I, I and she was honest, like it was like heartbreaking that she had such 
um, pain around this and being just really open. I think it opened up a major dialogue. I forget where that post was, but there were so many black girls coming at her hard and nasty. And then there were so many black girls coming at her so lovingly. It was all over the map, but it opened up this total like conversation that I had a lot of respect for her being honest around. So, cause it was like a dialogue straight up was just like, everybody was really chiming in. Yeah. I think as black people, if we're going to support our entertainers, we have to understand that once you be, I, I believe that once you become famous, some part of your brain chemistry changes to where you're not connected with the world, the greater world in general, because you're not a part of the greater world in general. You're exceptional now and people know who you are and people have right. eyes on you. And part of your happiness is dependent upon people having eyes on you and giving you adulation. So like we have to when like like what you're saying little kim black girls coming down hard on her we have to accept the fact that she don't live in the same world that we live in and she if we were in her position we'd probably be in a worse spot so yeah. we, we have to be empathetic to the fact that fame is a completely different thing that there's no preparation for there's no relating to and as long as people aren't outwardly doing harm to our communities we got to be a lot more op- um, opening and sympathetic to them yeah, I had a lot of respect. I always liked her anyway. Um, I don't know. I thought she was kind of a, you know, ahead of her time in some ways. She was really yeah. bold and, and cool. Her music was also really good, which was nice. That's mm-hmm. when hip hop was like real. Um, I played some no. little Kim coming in earlier, right? I don't know. Did you? I think so. Well, I'll play some coming out because. Um... Maybe I'll throw some music on at the end. Um, what what's even more fucked up about the about um the Lil Kim situation is like the era right after her is what turned with the, the Kardashian era was what turned right back around to uh to curvier women and um and more well they they at that time they were doing the more natural looking faces but now they've gone off the deep end but again she got plastic surgery to look like something else. And then the era shifted to the aesthetic of beauty being what she used to be. And that's just, that's got to be really fucked up for her. Can we talk about Kanye now? <laughs> oh, yes, we can. Which part about Kanye you want to talk about? All these rumors that he's with some transgender person and then she's with, um, what's his name? Van, whatever. Van Jones? Yeah. Um Kim Kardashian's with Van Jones. Oh yes! Oh my god! I didn't wait. He's not. I thought he was married. No, yeah. I think that one. I don't even think that's a rumor. I think that one is legit. But the other one with Kanye, I'm not totally sure about. But there's starting to be like these whispers that he's all over the map with his sexuality and stuff. Um, I saw some rumblings about it on Twitter. Um, it's mostly people don't even want to talk about it because it's hard to even wrap your head around this. This person is my understanding is that there are they are an Instagram influencer on, on some level. I think uh, I think they sell uh, makeup yeah. products and actually I don't even know how they identify. So I want to be very careful. Right. About, but outwardly presenting, they present as a transgendered woman. Now, I don't know how they identify but that's how they present outwardly yeah. um what was i going to say and oh and they're they're also known for like 
the uh, the Kardashian effect, like high profile, extremely good looking black guys keeping them around to to boost uh, to boost your situation. And it seems like Kanye's the next in line to be a victim. I have a theory on him. It's really interesting, actually. I think it's interesting. He sort of comes out as bipolar. I actually, and I've never met the man. I cannot diagnose him. So let me just be very clear about that. He, I think he actually may be a narcissist. And he's for sure. Yeah, because he came out like really proud of the bipolar thing, which is almost like a smoke and mirrors. Like now you don't know what the fuck I really am. Mm-hmm. And that coupled with the any sexual thing. So the narcissist will take attention from anything, any creature. It doesn't matter what species it is. And people ask me this all the time about narcissism. It's like, is he gay? And like, let me tell you something. It's not that he's gay or she's gay. It's that they will take attention from anything, animal, horse, doesn't matter. They just need attention. And so. So hold on. So you think. So is it that. They they also oh, they don't care what the attention is. So if so, even if it's sexual attention from a gender, they're not attracted to. They will still take the attention and not feel a way about it. I'm telling you, if it's from attention from a different species, they will take it. That's so, how far I'm taking this. So wait, so so to, and obviously everybody declares their own sexuality, but I'm just I'm just brainstorming to to gen to genuinely be of a sexuality, you need to psychologically and emotionally connect to it. Is that worth saying? Um, I don't think that they connect to anything, and that's exactly it's totally okay. Bad. So they're okay. taking the attention from anyone um, or anything that has basically a pulse. And so people are always asking me, is he gay? Because the narcissist will kind of have this, what seems to be this fluidity around their sexuality, but really it's like, you know, they'll take attention from anything. Hmm. Interesting. And so when I saw that Kanye was, um, you know, married to Kim, who is a beautiful woman, and then potentially exploring something else. Most people, you know, and myself included, who would be um, obviously welcoming of the LGBTQ community. I don't see it that way because clinically I see him as having all of these other issues that are like wickedly unstable. um, And he's probably a horror I mean, I, I don't think he understands boundaries. Um, I think he is, he thinks he's better than everyone else. And I used to be a huge fan and I'm a fan of his music. I should say, like I used to stick up for him until he done went totally off the rails, but now I really can't help but call him out. And, and I really actually think he probably is a malignant narcissist and he uses the bipolar thing. Cause it's like, let me just, you know, I'll just call myself this because I'm a little wacky and th- th- they'll believe it. Meanwhile, he's like, <laughs> I'm going to fuck shit up. So I'm kind of on to him. I have a theory around it. Yeah, he don't start talking about his mental health until it's time to put out an album. <laughs> it's, it's, it's every, you never, like Kanye's never on a like um, um, motivational speaking, how he's dealt with being bipolar and such a, he don't do none of that. He only talk about it when it's time to go to radio stations, when it's time to go to blogs, when it's time to go on podcasts and to talk about it to sell records. So he knows, he know it's like, I was talking, it's like what I was talking about earlier. You don't get to use your trauma 
to treat people like shit. And that's what, and that's what he does to the fans. And, 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 but also thankfully his music sucks now. So we don't have to, we can just listen to the old Kanye and don't have to defend his ass anymore. So didn't he say he was Jesus or something one time? I know he's into all this religious stuff now. I think he might, you know, he may be so off the rails because he's been fueled with money. And so his ego may be so unchecked, but he was, he was on one of those shows with that um, VJ from MTV. I forget his name. And he was fucking coming so hard. And he's been such a prick. Oh, Sway. Yes. And well, he was like barking all kinds of nonsense. And then the whole Donald Trump thing and, black people this and like i was like oh my god so i'm i'm pretty well convinced that he is a narcissist well he made an album called yeezus and one of the songs is called i am a god so i think (laughs) and this album is like 10 years old like, like oh my god um but Sway was trying to give him just the tiniest bit of criticism, and that's another thing the narcissist cannot handle. So I remember, I don't remember what they were talking about, but Sway was like just talking to him kind of gently about that, and he was like, You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I and mean, he was like so nasty. Yeah, he's I mean, again, when you're on top of the world and you get to treat people however you want to treat them, you, you know, like you say, he don't understand boundaries, uh malignant narcissism. Like, I wouldn't want to be around him ever. Why would you want to? I hope he ends up alone, this fool, just like Donald Trump. I can't stand. I told you that it, you asked me the, as soon as it started, how do you feel about evil? That's mm-hmm. like to be like that. That's evil. I think they're both too famous to ever end up alone, because even if they're broke, even if they ever end up broke, they're they're way too famous to still not be able to make money off of their name. So someone there, there will be hangers on for sure. Yeah. yeah, that's true. For sure. For sure. For sure. Um, there was something else I wanted to ask you and I forgot to, and I forgot what it was and I forgot what it was regarding to. So inauguration is coming up Wednesday. I'm supposed to go down there. Um, you know, Oh crap. Next week. Yeah. Who's going to be there? I mean, like, do they have like, I mean, who gets to go? It just seems like a strange with COVID, you know. Um, I don't know. I can speak towards the last inauguration, not fuck Trump's inauguration, but like if you go all the way back to Barack's inauguration, people wanted to go to, you had to get like, there was like a lottery for tickets. And then only people who got tickets were allowed in. So I'm going to guess it's something along those lines, probably way stricter, way smaller numbers. Um, and honestly, it may not even be open to the public, to be honest with you, considering what just happened at the Capitol and COVID. And so I don't know, I w- but I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't open to the public. Yeah, I think it's going to be locked down. I don't think they're going to I don't think they'll let anybody near it. Do you think um, do you think they're going to have to remove Trump by force? Oh, great question. Um. No. No, he's going to go on his own volition? Yeah, I think he probably is already in Mar-a-Lago, and he's just going to turn the page. 
I hope he goes straight to jail. I hope he never gets out. That would be amazing. Amazing. I told you, I just want to sip tea. And I also told you how interrelated this is to my personal life. And I sort of hinge my whole like. I have to see if Trump goes to jail, you don't understand. Tell me, tell me, spill some tea. How does it relate to your personal life? You know, there's been, you know, there's been some bad behavior. And so other people could end up in trouble. And somehow I just marry the two concepts. Like I'm like, if Trump goes to jail, it just means like the bad guy doesn't win. And that makes me feel like there's hope that other people might get in trouble. That would be awesome. It remains to be seen, but that would that would that would give some sense of vindication. It really would. It would actually kind. Of, I don't know. I don't know if it'd be worth it, but no. I mean, all the shit that we went through wasn't worth it. But like, there's got to be some sort of accountability. It's like, come on, you can't just you can't just brazenly break the law in front of the whole world's eyes and then not have to pay for it. Like, what? Come on, what is that? It would be so great. It would be so great. That would be the second time I would dance in the streets for hours drinking tequila. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would just be tremendous. Um, any plans for the MLK weekend? No, I got nothing going on. I am actually going to go out to dinner tomorrow. Um, With some friends? Yeah, and then I have to go to the bank. Yeah. Big plans. Um, no, I've got nothing going on. Did you check out this new app called Clubhouse? Oh, one of my friends keeps telling me about like I you know I read the other uh, podcasts talk about it. it. Doesn't really I'm not really that interested in it. But one of my friends is like you should do it because of your podcast. And I was like okay, well then send me a link. And then she just never sent me a link. So I don't know. Have you checked it out? I have. It's really cool. So it's like. You um, you can host like little gatherings where you just run your mouth. So you oh, don't yeah, have- send, send me an invite. Yeah, I'll send you an invite. Um, I don't know. It just looks like the kind of thing like with me, with my um, whole niche now, I just it could be a cool way for me to like start to get the message out and not have to do my hair. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, you know, sometimes I'm on a run and I'll think of something. And I want to share it or, you know, brainstorm with others. So it's like a little pod, like people will come into your room and you can discuss a topic, let's say. So when you when you start hosting a room, how do you get the word out? Just the same way you would on any social media? I think so. I'm still learning. I don't know how to invite, how to sort of work that. I may do a trial this weekend with my friend Dan, um, who turned me on to it. And he was like, Vanessa, you ha-, he's like, there's not a lot of people doing what you're doing on here yet. It's going to blow up. You should probably start getting your legs on this platform. It's really interesting. There's a lot of people on there. Um, and as you know, things sort of jump the shark, like MySpace. What's MySpace, right? So like at one point, you know, Instagram may become just dead. TikTok is like where it's at. And then, you know, we kind of shift away from these other platforms. So it's kind of a cool platform. I think it's really neat. Yeah, definitely send me an invite and I'll check it out. Yeah. Uh, I've still never been on TikTok. I just watch the TikTok videos that you send me and the TikTok videos that end up on Twitter. That's, that's That's my exposure to TikTok. I am obsessed with it. Obsessed. It was so fun. First of all, TikTok was like Sean King. I mean, TikTok was like, 
playing all the videos of all these clowns in the Capitol and then like just pointing because you could do the green screen. So on TikTok, mm-hmm. they're like, who's this guy? See this guy right here? What's his name? And that's awesome. Yeah, they were they were blowing it up because the thing with TikTok is that all of those white supremacists were up on TikTok talking about Trump 2020 and all their stupid little videos, you know, like, and they go toe to toe. There's a whole political underground on the whole thing, like crazy. So they were posting those videos. So um, a lot of people were, you know, just grabbing that information. It was so dope. So TikTok is, is it's like if you were a, like just a regular person, but you can make yourself a name for yourself. It's like YouTube on steroids or something. Hmm. I should check it out. I just, I don't know. I never like, even when I like being on Twitter and then even when I'm on Twitter, I have a hard time thinking of what to tweet. So I don't know what I would make a video about or, you know, what I would just start rambling about. I don't know. This, you could just witness it. You don't even have to make a video. Like, um, I think just go in there and just, just search through all the stuff and kind of, you can just search for hashtags of stuff that's interesting to you. And all of a sudden there's like, it's like a whole world. It's totally. Yeah. I'm laughing all night. I can't wait to get on TikTok. That's all I do. The only, the only thing about following (laughs) the internet is amazing. Like if you follow any hashtag of anything that you're genuine, genuinely interested in at some point is going to be hot half naked girls doing it and it's just it's too much pressure it's too much <laughs> especially especially fitness oh my god it's it's fucking ridiculous yeah i know but just like random shit like there was a guy he was on a fishing boat and it's a real fishing boat right so you know these big monsters mm-hmm. and he's out to sea and he's just standing in the like the cellar of this thing and he just has a rope hanging and like i guess he could tell when like the waves are coming whatever so he just holds a rope and then you just see him like swinging and it's just random like you just get lost in like you just it's like it takes you on a journey where you're like how did i land here where the hell am i like it's just it's great i love it all right there's no there's nothing explicit on tiktok though right no it's 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 really great it's totally just Funny, a lot of funny shit. People are just mad creative, and I'm like inspired by it. All right, maybe I'll check out TikTok. I'll definitely, when you send me an invite, I'll definitely check out Clubhouse. Yeah, maybe TikTok. I don't know. We'll see. Um. All right. Do you want to um plug your stuff? This is a good one. Yeah, Vanessa Reiser, tell a therapist. I specialize in narcissistic abuse and recovering from that. I am developing a life coaching program. So um, you can find me at teletherapist.net. And I am 10.1 on Twitter, number 10.1 on Instagram. Um, my motivation on all platforms, physical solutions for mental stressors. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see y'all next time. Oh, 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 oh. It's Peter Piper Peckham.
I bet you Biggie bust him. He probably tried to fuck him. I told him not to trust him. Lyrically, I dust him. Off like Fletch. Hit hard like Sledge Hammer. Bitch with that platinum brim. I am a diamond cluster hustler. Queen oh, the song is still so hot. So hot. For my nigga, by any means, bitch. Murder scene, bitch. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Free bitch. Write a rhyme melt in your mouth like Eminem's. Roll with the mafia. Remember them? Tell them when I used to mess with gentlemen. Straight up apostles. Now strictly niggas the jockle. Kill a nigga for the figure. How you figure? Your cheddar would be better. For better inside the Beretta. Nobody do it better. Bet I wet ya like hurricanes and typhoons. Got buffoons eating my pussy while I watch cartoons. See to noon. Rap in rears here. Baby drinkers beware. Mostly dope she wear. Frank kill niggas wise for one point. Why you struggle and strive? We pick which bins to drop. The mafia, you wanna be them? Most of y'all niggas can't eat without the deal. I'm rich, I'ma stay that. That makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs>